So the introduction episode of The Pitch, uh, I'm Matt from the Huddle Up Network. If you are a follower of the Huddle Up podcast, the Three Count Thursday podcast, 3CT, uh, any part of those networks, you are are no stranger to myself. I contribute to those on a weekly, bi-weekly basis at times. It it is right now the off-season for Huddle Up, which is the the purpose behind this particular recording. Um, I, I was talking to our our host and uh, let's call him the president of the Huddle Up Network, Jim, in terms of what I can do during the offseason to continue to contribute. Um, and a lot of the focus for me beyond uh, American football is football, soccer, uh, however you refer to it, as well as baseball, which gives me kind of some topics to discuss here in the off season. So that that's primarily what I'm going to be focusing on, pretty much all I'm going to be focusing on within this show, which is the reason for the name as the pitch. So unfortunately, if you're coming for just like a broad sense of coverage of, of football, soccer, or baseball, that's not necessarily what you're going to get from me just because I follow the sports, but more so I follow the teams that that I support within those sports more than just the, watching the, the sport in general. So if you follow me on Twitter, which is at teaching to the choir, um, you probably have a good sense of the teams I already support, but just to give that a rundown. So on the, the soccer football side of things, I, I cover the or follow the Philadelphia Union uh, for MLS. I cover or follow West Ham United on, on the Prem League side of things. Club America, if you follow Liga Emiakis, I think you should. It's a really fun league down in Mexico um, that, that I've been into probably a little longer than most of the other teams I support outside of West Ham. Um, so that's a fun team that, that I like to follow as, as well as the Washington Spirit. I'll, I'll touch on that, but that's my newly adopted team for the the NWSL here. Uh and then in baseball it's it's the Phillies. I'll touch on some minor league stuff as well, but I pretty much just follow the the Phillies closely and then keep an eye on minor league stuff when it comes to developmental players and things like that. So, in terms of this first episode, just going to give kind of a rundown in terms of the the teams I support, what I like, uh, what I'm seeing from them. The, the episodes from here will will probably vary a bit in terms of coverage. Sometimes I'll lean more baseball, sometimes I'll lead more soccer, depends on what's going on. You know, some team might get more focused than others, depending on what's going on with that team, if there's an important match or game coming up in, in the week ahead. Um, try to record these over the weekend, so um, probably air on, on the Sunday-Monday timeline, so sometimes it'll be prefacing what's going to happen when you're listening to it, the, the matches may have already happened. So digging into that, the, the biggest news I, I would say would be the Philadelphia Phillies with, uh, you know, the, the pitchers and catchers reporting. We're pretty close to getting actual games played within the the uh, the time frame of the, the spring training season. So, so baseball is going to kick us off here in terms of what I'm going to be talking about. Now, in terms of the Phillies and, and what they've been doing, I've really enjoyed what they've done this offseason. I think that, that they kind of 
coming off of the the World Series loss, I think there is a lot of what do the Phillies do next? Where do they go from here? There weren't a ton of key pieces that that were up for contract extensions, renegotiations, going into free agency. So it wasn't like there were a lot of gaping holes that they were going to to need to fill. I will say that the n- most notable loss from the team from last season is obviously going to be Gene Seguro from second base. Uh, one of, I, I would say, one of my favorite players in the past few seasons just because of the energy he brought to the team. So it was very unfortunate, I, I would say, to see Gene go. But at the same time, it, it kind of was a, a means to an end, I think, in, in terms of the necessity of what they were trying to do in the in the infield and what they wanted to do moving forward. So obviously, if you have the ability to bring in a Trey Turner, then Gene Segura is unfortunately going to to kind of be the, the odd man out, despite I think his his ability being a little bit better than what we're seeing out of Bryson's dot at this point. I, I think that the potential that you see out of Bryson is what the Phillies are latching onto and the value of his contract versus Gene Segura's. Um, you know, he he rightfully got a better deal from the Miami Marlins. And I hope he does well. The Marlins always seem to play the Phillies well. So it's it's probably going to be, you know, a thorn in the side seeing Gene go down there and do well, especially when they're playing the Phillies. But I I think that he has very much deserved that contract he's getting. And the Phillies don't necessarily take a step back when it comes to to the infield itself. I think Bryson's glove is is fine to, to be playing at second base. I don't think he's as good of a defender as Gene Segura and probably doesn't have the as many clutch hits or that that knack for coming in clutch like Gene did. But at the same time, I don't think it's a massive drop off compared to what you're getting now at shortstop in Trey Turner. I think he was kind of the prize piece for most people when it went into free agency season in terms of what the Phillies can do to make a splash going into free agency, coming off of the World Series appearance. Um, and I, I think Trey Turner is just kind of that itself you know coming off of the success that we saw coming off of that signing I think that the Phillies front office did a great job in terms of keeping the fans engaged in terms of what next season could look like now beyond that um, you know on the offensive side of things that they fill the one hole that I think they had with the departure of Gene Segura there's another hole that I'm going to touch on here in a little bit but I, I think we'll focus on the pitching now first in terms of what the Phillies have done for the bullpen coming into this offseason. I think the two biggest pieces uh, in terms of who they had and who they kept around the extensions, and and these are recent ones of Sir Anthony Dominguez and Alvarado, um, I think that's very important because those two were paramount in terms of the success that the Phillies saw the end of last season. You know, if you're a Phillies fan, you know that the bullpen has always been the question mark for the Phillies and can they hold a lead? And those two were were essential in terms of keeping the leads that they did hold because they they didn't blow saves with as much frequency as they have in years past, which was a very rewarding thing to see. Beyond that, I, I think the the trade for Gregory Soto, I think bringing in Strom and Kimbrell just to kind of shore things up is, is certainly a, a plus as well. But I think keeping those pieces that were so important last season around, they, they obviously saw something that, that they liked out of Alvarado. I know last season, despite the dominance in the second half of the season, his, his opening to the 2022 season was largely forgettable. You know, it resulted in that trip to the minor leagues. So they, they must have seen some promise and and the continuing to build off of that, um, that, that they are confident in giving him that extension. And it doesn't break the bank. I know it's still 
millions of dollars, but in baseball sense, it's not a huge contract that if things don't pan out with, with either of them, that it's going to, to, um, you know, handcuff the team for years to come. The only other thing in, in terms of pitching that I think they, they really need to focus on, and this has been a focus in, from what I've been reading lately, is the extension of, of Aaron Nola. I think both sides are motivated to make this extension happen, um, you know, keeping your ace on the team around for long term, someone who's come up through the organization, through the minor league system, and has kind of been that that steady presence in the rotation for so long for the Phillies to keep him around yeah, uh, you know, I, I know there are some some question marks in terms of can he pitch well in the big moments. We saw mixed results last year on, uh, you know, in, in the early playoff rounds. Aaron Dola was fantastic, almost unhittable. And then towards the end, whether it was fatigue or just kind of the moment itself, he he didn't live up to that type of performance that we saw earlier in the round. So so still kind of a mixed review in terms of what he can get done in the offseason, but I think he showed enough promise not just with the offseason performance, but in this season overall. Uh, you know, everyone always kind of talks about that September collapse. We didn't really see that from Aaron Nola last year. He he wasn't like a, a Cy Young candidate pitcher in the month of September, but he also didn't kind of completely melt down like in years past there's been instances of. So I think the extension is going to be key for this team in terms of making everyone happy. I know he wants to get a deal done. The Phillies obviously are motivated to get a deal done. So Hopefully that can happen. Now, on the offensive side of things, I, I think that you saw a team that it was just kind of like smash the baseball last season. Not a ton of like situational hitting. They did do it from time to time, but, uh, you know, there was a, a certain reliance on the long ball. And I think that's going to be kind of the goal here. And of course, the, the big question going into the season, how do you adjust to Bryce Harper missing the first few months? You know, he did have the surgery. He knew that was going to happen after the World Series. He'd been kind of having that that injury linger for enough time that, that he needed to, to address it. So I think the All-Star break is the optimistic timeline for him to return. I'm going to stay optimistic at this point. But how do you replace that bat for those few months? And they had to do it last year. You know, there was the broken hand, missed a few months, and, and we saw the team kind of band together it was almost like a season's done all is lost type of thing and instead the team really turned things around you saw players step up into the moment you know obviously Kyle Schwarber was huge which was one of the reasons why he was brought in but he really delivered on that contract and on that promise from when he signed with the Phillies so so who's going to be that person this year so obviously the 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 hope is Trey Turner will cover some of that but beyond that, I think that the biggest hope is that we see a bounce back from Nick Castellanos. Um, and, and I am a believer that that is going to happen. I don't think I know he kind of got dragged through the coals a lot by some of the fans. I don't think he necessarily had a bad season. It wasn't the season that we were expecting when he signed. Certainly, he didn't hit the amount of home runs that, that everyone was anticipating, um, but he still had a decent enough batting average, probably not what you want to see out of your five-hole hitter, but still enough of, of a decent batting average that, that I don't think he was warranting the criticism that he got fully. Um, obviously, he can come up bigger in moments, and, and I think he certainly will. I think we do see that bounce back from him. And in terms of his play in the outfield, not really any complaints from me. Uh, you know, he he had some memorable catches throughout the playoffs, some game-saving catches against both the Braves and the Astros, where we probably lose those games if he doesn't 
make that sliding catch that it came to be his trademark by the end of the season. Um, so I think we do see some some bounce back from him. And then in in short stints, you know, Derek Hall, long ball Hall was kind of that lefty power hitter that that the Phillies could probably use with Bryce being out so long. So can he come in and, and replicate what he did last year? I think that, that the jury is out on that, but I think that's probably one of the plans for that moving forward. Now to switch gears a little bit, we'll, we'll focus on the, the soccer side of things. So obviously the, the MLS season is about to start Philadelphia Union, another one of those Philadelphia teams that unfortunately came up just short uh, in a championship game. But I think with both the Phillies and the Union, the, the, them getting to the championship game wasn't necessarily a shock, especially on the Union side of things. Phillies more so, yes, just because they needed that late season surge and collapse by the Brewers to just kind of make it there. But I think the Union were one of the favorites out of the East throughout the year. So them getting there wasn't a surprise, but I don't think anyone was necessarily shocked that they lost to Los Angeles just because that is a powerhouse squad. Uh, you know, the the roster that they have, the, the payroll and budget that they have to assemble that is, is certainly impressive. So while the union certainly had their opportunities to win that, that match and probably should have, them falling short, especially on PK's, uh, isn't necessarily the end of the world when it comes to what can the union do just because I think that the team they've compiled and, and put together most of last year's roster is returning. So I think the biggest thing and, and what union fans and supporters have to hope for is that we get a healthy Bedoya in the playoffs. You know, I think that if we have his leadership ability in that championship match against L.A., uh, you know, we don't kind of see that collapse when you're up 11 on 10 and just need to play defense and, and they kind of let that slip away. I think if he's there, he kind of keeps everyone level headed and, and makes sure that, you know, the, the mistakes that happened do not happen. Beyond that, obviously, Gazdag had a fantastic season last year and, and he certainly needs to replicate that. He should have been MVP, in my opinion. He was snubbed. Hopefully that puts a chip on his shoulder and he can come back in 2023 and do that. Um, same with the, the rest of the, the forwards that they have, you know, um, they, they have some very good goal scorers on that team and, and Ura needs to replicate his season. We, we, kind of wondered what he was going to do in MLS his first season here with the big transfer loan that they paid, the, the amount they paid to bring him in. I think he certainly lived up to the hype. Can he do that two years in a row? I, I certainly don't see any reason to doubt that. And of course, Andre Blake just needs to continue his dominance. You know, we, we have a brick wall in front of that net in Philadelphia, and he needs to just keep that up. Uh, they have some strong defenders in front of him. I think the key loss uh, going into this season is probably Corey Burke. You know, how do you make up for a player like Corey Burke coming in from substitution? He had a lot of points uh, that, that he contributed to being that substitution uh, late in the game. So how do you replicate that? Biggest additions being Joaquin Torres and Andres Perea. Can they kind of lead to some form of, of support in that regard? I don't know. That remains to be seen. Um, but I think it's still exciting times for the Philadelphia Union moving full steam ahead. Now, let's turn to Premier League, where the team I support, West Ham United, who has had a string of solid success these past few seasons, is now kind of in the hot seat as they are 
not too far from from the relegation standings uh and and that's unfortunate to see just because that team has been so fun for the past few years to support uh you know you kind of had a middle of the pack team for a while if you were a west ham supporter and then you finally saw them kind of creep closer and closer not getting to the the uh you know consideration to be champion but still get close enough that that you're building off that promise and you're starting to see the results pay off and you're getting excited about this. And this year they've had a, a pretty slow start to the Premier League season. Uh, you know, whether that's exhaustion from from the FA Cup as well, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it seems like there's a lot of winnable matches that they've just kind of let escape. Now, that being said, West Ham's second half schedule is a bit more favorable, but they really need to start winning the games that they should be winning if they want to avoid relegation. You know, the past few weeks, we've seen them draw some teams that they probably should have lost to. But at the same time, they're drawing with teams that they should probably be beating handily or losing to those teams. So, you know, we'd like to see more consistency from from the Hammers moving forward here if they're going to avoid relegation. As of this recording, big match coming up is against Tottenham, uh, one that they need to at least draw for me to feel optimistic about their, their odds of avoiding relegation moving forward. Um, but I think they're too good of a team to be relegated. I think it, it, when it all is said and done, you know, they probably do avoid that bottom three, um, maybe just barely. But I think the addition of Danny Ings is going to pay off. Uh, and I really need to see a lot more from Antonio Lanzini Rice here moving forward. You know, th- those are the guys that the team really relies upon to to set the tone. And, and just unfortunately, I, I think we've seen kind of a slower season for for some of them. So, you know, really in the moment, stepping up and and making things work, turning things around, I think is going to be paramount for West Ham to, to kind of avoid finishing in that bottom three. Now, turning my attention to Liga Emiekis, I've always been a, a Club America uh, supporter. And, you know, it, it's been that's been one of the the consistents for me in terms of seeing a good football squad that, that I support. Um, currently, they're sitting in fourth overall in the standings during the Clausura season. Uh, but at this point, they've gotten points in all seven of their matches. So you can't be too upset in terms of, of the finishes that we are seeing from them just because they're they're doing so well in that regard. Um, so that they have a match coming up on Sunday against Tijuana that gives them a, an opportunity to remain unbeaten just because that, that is a match that they should win. Um, and they've already qualified for the League's Cup coming up here in the summer. And I think that that's what a lot of the, the club's in club Emmy Equis have their eye on, you know, the potential to be taken again by a, a Mexico club, the, the League's Cup is. And I think that's what a lot of these teams are, are keeping an eye on as we move towards the summer. Um, and obviously Club America has a, a string of success that that could be the push for them to win that. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see how they're able to turn the success that they've seen these past few seasons into future success in, in the, the League's Cup or, or another cup standings and finishes moving forward and to close out my coverage and my introductory episode here um so the washington spirit i have adopted them as my nwsl team for the season i feel fine with that just because they've had some poor finishes the past few seasons so if i do come in and and they do poorly it's not my bad luck i'm not bringing the curse of of matt's 
team supported into a team just because they're already kind of in, in the standings that, that I would be used to with, with some of my other teams that I support um, and, and what I've seen in terms of some hardships for them throughout the years. So um, I'm excited to to be part of the spirit squad here moving forward in the year. Uh, they, they did bring Mike Parsons back as head coach for the club. So anxious to see if he can turn things around. They do have a, a talented roster for the players on their roster are part of the, the U.S. women's national team with Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Andy Sullivan, and Ashley Hatch. Uh, and with the, the women's national team being said, the She Believes Cup is off and running a solid 2 nothing finish for the U.S. over Canada on Thursday. Uh, both goals by Mallory Swanson, but exciting uh, to see what the, the U.S. women's national team can do in this. Uh, I think ever since that fourth place finish a few years ago, they've been kind of on a mission to make sure that that they are at least, if not winning, in the in the running and they haven't finished worse than second since then. So we'll see if this is another year where they can kind of bring that home or, or if it's a year where they have some things to build on. But either way, it's it's going to be an exciting cup uh, for, for them and for everyone else involved, Brazil, Canada, Japan. I think uh, it, it'll be whoever wins it is going to to be excited about that as we move towards the, the World Cup as well. So that's it from the first episode of The Pitch. As I said, my name is Matt. Uh, you can catch me on Thursdays and Tuesdays on the 3CT podcast where we talk all things professional wrestling. It is the offseason, but most Tuesdays during the NFL season uh, and select Tuesdays in the offseason, you can catch me on the Huddle Up podcast. And then I do various appearances on different podcasts as well when we're talking sports, movies, Simpsons, Disney, whatever it may be. I, I have a lot of different things that, that I follow pretty closely. Um, so you can catch me there and follow me on Twitter at teaching to choir. But thank you for checking out this episode. If you have any questions, if there's anything that I didn't cover either about the teams or about the sports in general that you'd like me to, to touch base on, feel free to, to let me know. If you're ever interested in just joining me to chat about any of the clubs, any of the sports, I'm more than open to having guests uh, jump onto the show as well. Otherwise, uh, I'll try to make this at least a bi-weekly thing. We'll see. It, it might be more it might be a little less it all just kind of depends on what's going on in the sports world but with spring training starting with mls about to kick off uh with the prem league season in full swing here uh and some exciting tournaments coming up this summer i think it, it will we'll probably have more coverage than less so again thank you uh and stay tuned